Today's video is brought to you by Audible. Hey, brother! Just as a quick heads up, we are going to have spoilers for episode one of The Mandalorian in today's episode, so you've been warned. But oh my gosh, you guys, Disney Plus is finally live, and with that, we get the first ever live action Star Wars TV show, The Mandalorian. And guys, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit nervous about this one. Star Wars can always be a little bit hit or miss, and I was a little concerned that they were going to rely on like our fandom of both. Buffett in order to make this show run. But as of episode one, I personally think that we are off to a very good start. Our lead's name isn't even mentioned and he barely talks and somehow he is still like a super captivating character. And I already have so many questions. Will he ever take his helmet off? What happened to his parents? Is IG-11 actually dead or will he just keep being rebuilt with a vengeance? I definitely hope so. Him and our main dude could be best friends? These aren't even questions anymore? Why am I talking like this? Hey, that one was a question. Also, I am so psyched to see him collect the rest of his armor. I can't exactly put my finger on like what I love so much about that, but there's nothing more fun than watching the main dude get new gear. But obviously the most important question that anybody is probably asking is where did the little tiny baby Yoda come from? In fact, where was even regular Yoda from? Today, we get to the pop. Hey, Guys, before I dive on in, I want to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Audible. Audible is an app that I use every single day. At this point in my life, I feel like I have gotten so busy that I just don't have the time to sit down with the physical book and read. And that's where Audible makes things so easy. Whenever I'm on the go, the very first thing I do is just fire up my latest audiobook, and it makes the drive to the office, the gym, the grocery store just kind of feel productive. And right now I am listening to The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek by none other than Rhett and Link. And as such, I feel like like it is only fitting for that to be this month's selection for the Super Carlin Brothers Audio Book Club. We will be hosting that over on our Twitch channel on December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Link to that is in the description down below and also mark your calendars. If you'd like to tune in and get your own copy of The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek and two Audible Originals, you can do so by going to audible.com SCB or simply text SCB to 500-500. Again, guys, if you want to get started with your free 30-day trial, that comes with a free audiobook plus access to two Audible originals, you can do so by going to audible.com slash SCB or simply text SCB to 500-500. Okay, so just a quick recap to get us started. The first episode of The Mandalorian shows us our main lead out there just kind of tracking down his bounties. He effortlessly wins a bar fight, fends off a giant ice monster, and is hungry for the biggest bounty he can find. He is instead given an address where he runs into some ex-Imperial officers and stormtroopers who give him a tracking beacon to track down the asset. All that they know about the asset is that he is specifically 50 years old and that he is to try to bring him back alive. Although there does seem to be a little bit of a dispute over the required aliveness of the asset. You then spend the rest of the episode trying to figure out like which famous Star Wars character he's probably trying to hunt down. We then see him become a proper space cowboy and then gunned down an entire base of guards with the help of a bounty droid, who, by the way, was totally awesome and probably one of my personal favorite parts of like the whole first episode. I must self-destruct. All before you finally find out it is actually nobody that we know at all, which is somehow cooler. Instead, it is a 50-year-old infant member 
of Yoda's race. As in Jedi Master Yoda, easily one of the most recognizable characters in all of Star Wars and also possibly one of the most mysterious. We of course meet him for the first time way back in The Empire Strikes Back when the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi instructs Luke to go find Yoda and train with him on Dagobah. But just because that is where Luke finds him doesn't mean that that is where Yoda is actually from. In fact, where he is from and his entire race of people is intentionally a mystery in the Star Wars universe. He's a mystery character. He's a magical character. He has no background. He comes and he goes. He's the subversive secret mysterious stranger that enters the film and then exits at the end. What is almost like unbelievable about this sentiment though is that to this day, it remains true. Yoda has of course returned in many different capacities, but it still remains a complete mystery about his race, past or home. And if your only experience with the Star Wars universe is the main episodes, then this might not really seem that strange to you. But let me assure you that in the vast Star Wars universe, this is highly unusual. Thanks to all of the TV shows, comics, books, and video games that are all considered canon, the Star Wars galaxy is considered to be one of the most explored fictional universes of them all. Is there an alien race you saw walking around in the background somewhere at some bar? There's a planet for that. Are there other beings like Darth Maul? Yep, whole planet. What about that weird elephant fly guy that sold Anakin? Yeah, whole planet. They have a king. How do banks work? And I'm gonna just stop you right there. Yeah, there's a planet for that too. The point is, even the most minor of characters have had their entire world explored in some way, shape, or form. And yet, Yoda, one of the most popular characters of all time, has nothing. He doesn't even have a name for his race. In fact, until The Mandalorian dropped, two days ago, there wasn't even another sighting in the entire known Star Wars universe other than this one right here named Yaddle. What is so special about Yoda though is his unprecedented ability to use and interpret the force. In this regard, he is unparalleled by anyone, maybe in history, at least for the light side of the force. I think it's safe to say that Palpatine's pretty savvy on the dark side. Here is where things get interesting though. His species is super rare or uncommon, and yet the lone two that we have seen are both on the Jedi Council. How does that even happen? What type of like cosmic lottery is this race winning? And don't worry, it gets better. If you dive into the deep, deep, deep pool of information that is Star Wars Legends that Disney just, you know, kind of erased when they bought Star Wars back when, you'd think in all of that information, you might find like a little bit more information about Yoda or his species. But no, instead the exact opposite is true. It quite literally doubles down on the mystery. Yoda and Yaddle are still there and there are at least three other known members of the species in Legends. And guess what? All three of them are super force sensitive and wise and all talk in that weird backwards way. Do or do not. There is no try. The point is, literally every single member of this species that we know about in any form of the Star Wars universe is insanely powerful. Which brings us back to the asset, or as I like to call it, little young orphan darling asset, AKA, Lil Yoda, I don't know if it's catching on, feels like it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that there is a 100% chance of Lil Yoda here being super force sensitive. I mean, for one, all of these guys must be guarding him 
for a reason. And two, the remnants of the Empire have put a baby bounty on him, and I have a feeling it's not just because this guy wants to adopt him. But of course, that brings us to the issue. Where could he have possibly come from? And you might be thinking, well, Ben, Yoda and Yaddle were both male and female members of their respective species, so maybe that's where. And yet, no. What's so interesting about this particular species, and especially the two that we know best, is that they are devout Jedi, meaning they would not have had romantic relationships at all strictly. It's kind of weird, but if every member of your species is a Jedi, that's a really quick way to die out. And yet, here's little Yoda. How did he come to be and who are his parents? Well, my theory is little Yoda doesn't have parents at all. Uh, so glad you asked. We know precious little about little Yoda, except for one very important detail. He is 50 years old. They said 50 years old. And now you might just brush that aside that it was intended to be a red herring that was supposed to throw us off so that we thought they were trying to track down someone much, much older. And while I agree, I definitely think that was part of it, I also think it's a double red herring to throw you off of the scent of what happened exactly 50 years ago. The Mandalorian takes place in 9 ABY. That means nine years after the Battle of Yavin, which I guess is how time is determined in Star Wars. So 9 ABY minus 50 years brings us to 41 BBY. 41 years before the Battle of Yavin. And that year is important for one major reason. 41 BBY happens to be the year that one Anakin Darth Vader Skywalker is also born. Do I have your attention now? Good. Because as I'm sure you are aware, the birth of Anakin himself is kind of shrouded in mystery. Or, well, it was until recently. As far as his mother Shmi was concerned, he was just kind of a miracle. There was no father. I can't explain what happened. And because he was just so ridiculously powerful with the Force, I think we all just sort of assumed that the Force itself was, in a way, his father. But then in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine explains to Anakin the tale of Darth Plagueis and his ability to create life. And from then on, theories were basically rampant that Palpatine himself had actually manipulated the Force in order to create Anakin Skywalker. Then just last year in the Darth Vader comic, those theories were confirmed to be true. Palpatine indeed created Anakin Skywalker in 41 BBY, the same year Lil Yoda was born. Okay, but so what, you might be thinking? Well, the so what actually comes to us in The Last Jedi when Rey is confronting Snoke and he explains, Darkness rises and light. The light rises to meet the dark. Do you get it? I think what happened is that Palpatine manipulated the Force in such a terrible way that the Force itself responded in the creation of what we will know as Lil Yoda. Darth Vader's literal counterpoint on the light side. The dark side burned really hot and really fast with Darth Vader, but I have a feeling the light side has a good long runway ahead of them. Unless what remains of the Empire can kill it 
as a baby. Enter the whole plot of The Mandalorian. Guys, for my question of the day, what do you think? Do you think Lil Yoda could have been created at the same time as Anakin Skywalker? And have you just seen The Mandalorian yet? Do you love it? What are all of your thoughts? Let us know in the towel section down below. And again, guys, I just want to remind you about the Super Carlin Brothers Audiobook Club happening on December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This month, we are going to be reading The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. All of the information to all of that is in the description down below. Guys, as always, thanks for watching. Be sure to like this video if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Star Wars action from us. If you'd like to see why Yoda walks with a cane, you can check out this video right here. Or if you'd like to see how Rey might actually go dark, you can check out this video right here. But Jay, that's all I've got for you today, man. I will see you on Tuesday.